Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 163, the review for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'm your host, Thibersonic55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And yes, as per usual, there are a few films that I wanted to talk about on the podcast in between seeing Mario and this film, but time, again, was not on my side. But regardless of all that, you're here to hear my thoughts about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, a film that I will admit my interest has fluctuated on, But mostly I have been looking forward to this just because James Gunn was in the director's chair. But let me be real with you. My thoughts on the phase four element of the Marvel Cinematic Universe has definitely fluctuated because there's definitely been some stuff on Disney Plus I enjoyed and certain films that came out in phase four that I liked. But as an overall thing, I feel like the MCU has definitely lost a little bit of its luster. And I feel like the quality control just hasn't been there not only in terms of how it handles its plot, but also finding that balance between singular stories, but also stuff that connects to the larger cinematic universe. And this whole multiverse thing, as interesting as it sounded on paper, I don't feel like it's being used to its full potential, but I also feel like it's a bit much to be doing after Endgame. I really hoped that the MCU would slow down and focus on some smaller events before leading to another big one but it felt like they just jumped the gun straight into the next major event and because multiverse stuff requires a lot of refinement and with it having so many moving pieces in several different areas there are certain films and tv shows that have attempted to utilize the multiverse but the connective tissue between them has led to certain inconsistencies a lack of cohesiveness and some contradictory information and it also doesn't help that because of the tv show stuff now prior to the mcu's like debut in the world of television kevin feige said it wasn't required viewing but now considering the nature of certain things that have come out some of those films or tv shows is required viewing because otherwise you won't have a clue what the hell is going on it feels like the mcu has become a little muddled and cluttered and it also doesn't help that their material just isn't as strong as it's, as what's come before, essentially. And this is not me hating. It's just, in my opinion, it feels very apparent that when I'm watching MCU-related material, it doesn't have that polish, that quality control that came with what showed up before. So that's why I've just been looking at Marvel a little sideways recently, just saying, is this the best that you can do? I don't think so. Um, And I understand they've been trying to do some other things, experimenting, trying to push the envelope, be more ambitious or just do things that were that is outside of the box for them. But again, it all comes down to the quality of the writing direction and how they're handling certain characters. And there have definitely been things I've enjoyed, but there's also been a lot that has disappointed me beyond 
what I expected. <laughs> but there's, there's no time to go into that stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I saw it yesterday at the time of recording. That would have been May 4th. And all I can say is that I am so glad I saw the film because it was delightful. For the first time in a while, I came out of a Marvel film or just Marvel property in general, if you're including the Disney Plus stuff, with a positive feeling. This is the Marvel content I have been looking forward to for a while. And while, again, there are certainly things that I enjoyed, like Wakanda Forever or Shang-Chi or Spider-Man No Way Home, which definitely gave me some really good emotional highs, I feel like this is the first piece of Marvel content for a while that has a very consistent through line from start to finish that I enjoyed the whole way through. It had that right balance of humor and drama, great character stuff, and a plot that was captivating throughout. And this is all thanks again to James Gunn and his team who clearly understand the characters and the source material that they've helped to foster over the years. And it just gave me such a happy feeling. I just feel glad to have seen this in the cinema within that sort of early-ish period so I can spread the joy of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It's some good stuff. So, as per usual with the podcast, we'll talk about the story, characters and presentation, and then the overall conclusion. But yeah, with all that being said, let's jump in. Alright, now it's time to talk about the plot and it can be summed up as the following. We find the Guardians now in their new base of operations, just living out their daily lives, setting things up, and adjusting to this new status quo. However, within the Guardians, we find Peter Quill not in the best state, still reeling over the loss of Gamora, which is obviously affecting team morale and people are trying to figure out what to do with him. However, a new threat appears out of nowhere, which threatens the life of Rocket Raccoon. So the team have to band together to save him from the new threat known as the High Evolutionary. And that is a way for me to summarize the plot without going into the area of spoilers. I thought the plot for this film was really, really good. One of the things I really appreciate about this story was that it was super separate from the larger MCU. Because don't get me wrong. I love the connectivity of the MCU, especially during the first two phases where you got to see how certain films linked in to other ones, whether it was via some of the MacGuffins or certain characters interacting, or you'd hear that some other place was referenced from another film that you'd seen not too long ago. That interactive nature made the world feel lived in, made it feel like it was all interconnected in a really fun way. The problem was though, by the time you got to the latter side of phase 3 and especially phase 4, the interconnectivity of the MCU started to grow really large, but it also felt like the connectivity between the films and you know overall properties felt like it was just connected for the sake of making people point the finger and just go, oh I know what this is referencing. The interconnectivity of the MCU felt like more of a burden after a while rather than something that you were actually excited to see. And sometimes that connectivity to the larger universe or to what the next big event would be would make the current story that you're watching suffer, you know? But luckily, James Gunn was smart. He was able to tell his story that was focused 
separate from the MCU and had the right brand of humor, seriousness and heart that we've come to expect from the previous films. James Gunn, his writing team and everyone else involved clearly understand what is the core elements that makes the Guardians film so captivating. You have these stories about characters who have depth, who have feelings, who have been through a lot of stuff. Some stuff that you're aware of and some things you're not too clued in on. And it's interesting that even in the third entry, we're learning things about these characters that we never knew before, seeing different sides of people that we didn't know existed. But essentially, this film is about coming to terms with your previous traumas, being able to look inside yourself, confront those issues, and then find a way to move past it, whether it's alone or together. And seeing how these things played out in the film was way more gut-wrenching than I expected but it was also just super captivating because I love the serious heartfelt emotional side of the MCU that's what's compelled me to watch these films since 2008 and Gunn just knows how to go to the core of your emotional center and just hurt you but also make you feel so good there are a lot of really heartwarming but heart-wrenching moments but that's also got a nice balance with the levity in this film as well. Humor has always been one of the things that Gunn could get right in his materials, whether you're talking about the Marvel content, but also if you're talking about the Suicide Squad or Peacemaker, clearly he's become way more competent at what he's able to do. You could just feel the confidence in the storytelling and the effectiveness of the pacing and the balance of the humor and drama they balance each other out so well and the humor is really good i found it to be better than the last film but possibly not as good as the first but i just feel like the jokes were well timed had some really great dialogue and yeah man just when it was hitting this film was damn funny and yeah just the overall plot by the time it was over it definitely felt conclusive it felt like a celebration of this franchise and Man, I just, by the time it was over, I felt great. Again, I don't want to go into too many details, but my God, this just felt like such a satisfactory piece of work. All right, now it's time to talk about the characters, and this film did a great job with its cast. I feel like the characters in this film were all very fun, compelling. Everyone had their moments to shine, and again, it's really fun to be able to see the characters that you know doing the things that you like but also being able to see different sides or deeper levels to them that you didn't know were there there is one person i wish was better but we'll get to them in a bit but starting with the guardians themselves chris pratt as peter quill aka star lord still great still fun is interesting to see his character in such a state of depression and just not being his usual upbeat self however when shit hits the fan and he needs to commit to action he is there for his people he's still a very confident charming quirky weird kind of guy and i love it dave batista as drag the destroyer is still great his timing in the comedic department is still great but there's also a little bit more seriousness to him and there are certain moments in the film where he shows again just certain sides of him that I didn't expect to see but he was warm 
and charming and you know very like you know just lovely Karen Gillan as Nebula I love Nebula so much she's been one of my favorite characters from the first film who every time after her appearance like her first appearance I just wanted to see more of her they did a really great job of fleshing out her character and building that relationship that she had with Gamora in the second movie and then obviously seeing the part she had to play in the Infinity Saga with like um, Endgame especially that was really cool just to see how far that character had come and then obviously in the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special she was really fun in that but to see how far a character has come from like you know being this cold individual to caring and being a valued member of the team who's still sassy rude and <laughs> probably not as nice as some of the other individuals I just love Gillen's performance she was great Pom Clementif I hope I'm saying her last name correctly as Mantis she is a delight I love her so nice and quirky and just full of life and such a silly individual but in the most endearing way but again we got to see more of her than I expected and seeing her get the throw down in some of the action scenes was really cool and seeing this new version of Groot voiced by Vin Diesel ah oh, it's so nice to have an adult Groot back I know loads of people love baby Groot and I understand why but at the same time I've always been a fan of OG Groot from the 2014 film and then obviously being able to see Groot being big again, not only in the Christmas special, but in this one, Groot was fabulous. He had so many epic moments, but also some really nice character moments and some nice interactions. That was really good. And obviously, Bradley Cooper, he did some really, really good voice work with uh, Rocket. I love this character so much. He's been one of my favorites since the first film. And obviously, since the first film, we knew that he was experimented on and he really resents his past. But to finally learn about those details and see them firsthand, good lord, man. If they wanted to try and make you cry, they're doing a damn good job. I didn't shed tears, but I definitely felt for this boy so much. But Bradley Cooper did a really, really great job. Being sassy and funny, but also being the most vulnerable that I've heard, you know, in his voice so far. And... Now we have to move on to Gamora, who's technically not a part of the Guardians, but she's part of the Ravagers now. And Zoe Zaldana definitely brought an interesting new side to Gamora, who was a lot more standoffish, uh, very serious, and a little bit more ruthless and sassy. But yeah, it was just nice to see this interesting new side to Gamora, like unlike the versions that we've seen in the Infinity Saga. And I thought she was fun. She has some great interactions with everybody involved. Sean Gunn as Kraglin, I just like that guy. Whenever he shows up, he's so weird and kind of dopey, but also really fun at the same time. He was delightful. And it's always fun to see his character expand just that bit more, gain a bit more confidence and just have more screen time. And next up we have, I'm gonna butcher this name, I'm gonna try my best, Chukwadi Iwoji as the high evolutionary now i have liked chuck since i saw him in peacemaker he made for a very interesting character in that show and him as the high evolutionary in this film was one of the most captivating characters i've seen 
in the sense that he has such screen presence. He can be very calm, but he can also be very intense. And I don't want to say how and why, because obviously that's spoiler-based territory, but suffice to say, when you see him, you can't take your eyes off of him. He's a very calculated individual who has plans of epic proportions and seeing how he goes from like, you know, stuff very small to larger things afterwards and how he interacts with other individuals, whether they be his lackeys or some of the other like, you know, hero based characters is interesting and seeing how his story, you know, ties into Rocket's story is very, very interesting. But there is one moment in the film where he is so intense and it was hilarious. I don't want to say what it is, but when you see it, you'll see. Me and my sister were having the best time. It was one of the most memorable scenes I've seen in an MCU film. The editing in that scene specifically made it pitch perfect. But yeah, I thought Uji did such a fabulous job as the High Evolutionary. He was fab. And then you have Maria Bakalova as Cosmo the Space Dog. She made her debut in the Guardians Christmas special and having the character return here, it was fun. It was a nice little character. She had some really fun interaction with certain individuals and I liked to see the expansion of her character from where she started off. That was pretty cool. And yeah, the only other major character I want to talk about is Adam Warlock who was played by Will Poulter. Now, Will Poulter is one of my favorite actors working today. He is bloody impressive. Everything I've seen him in, especially in the last five or so years, has been killer. Watch him in the Catherine Bigelow film, Detroit. He was so good. But yeah, I've been looking forward to seeing this character since like he was teased at the end of Guardians Volume 2. So to see this character now, he definitely has screen presence. He definitely had a personality that I did not expect. And his use in the film was good. However, I really felt like he was underutilized. I don't want to say too much, but I expected him to be in the film more. And the way his character was handled, I enjoyed it for the most part. But I do feel like certain things were mishandled. Again, that's as far as I can go with it. I would say he was probably the only thing I wasn't in love with. Again, not to say that he was like terrible, by no means that's not what I'm saying. It's more so just that I feel like with some tweaking and changing he could have been a lot better. As he stands he was okay, but probably just like the not so compelling part of this film as opposed to everyone else. Alright, and now we move on to the presentation and this film was fab visually just like the previous films that james gunn has worked on he's able to create these super colorful unique visual places which is so different from anything that you've seen in the mcu before and it has unique color schemes interesting locations whether they be interior or exterior that feel creative weird and funky and i feel like especially since the suicide squad to Peacemaker to this, James Gunn has just found more and more ways to create very weird and funky looking things and still make it work within the MCU and like that sort of 12 slash PG-13 rating. I'm just like, who comes up with this weird stuff and still makes it work? It's, 
I don't, again, I don't want to say what it is, but when you see this film, there's certain things in here where I'm just like, oh, you can do that? You chose to do this? Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm here for it because it's super funky, but yeah, go ahead. But then obviously you have the action scenes and whoa, I feel like this film might have some of the best action that the Guardians series has seen so far. Everybody has their moment to shine with really cool long takes or sweeping camera shots which I feel like Gunn has used a lot more. I feel like his proficiency in shooting action has just gotten better with every project he's worked on. And I could definitely see some flashes of the stuff that he was able to pull off with the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. And he's brought that sort of extra cool flavor, which is just everything, firing on all cylinders, unique chore uh, choreography for everybody involved to get all over the place, show off their abilities, and it's just oh, so nice. So nice. And when it comes to the film score, I was sad that Tyler Bates did not come back to compose this because I feel like his score for Guardians 1 and 2 definitely helped solidify that sound that this side of the MCU has had. But John Murphy did a really good job of stepping into the role as the new composer for this. And while he definitely borrows certain themes that Tyler Bates made with the first two Guardians films, Murphy is able to create some new and interesting sounds that are equally captivating and heartbreaking while also being uplifting and intense. Murphy understood the incitement and he did a really good job with the music in this film. And obviously we can't talk about Guardians without talking about the music selection. Every Guardians film has a unique sound of eclectic music from certain decades. And this film is no exception with us going closer to the 90s slash early 2000s with a really interesting variety of songs. And while I would say I think the variety was still the best in the first film, I think I enjoyed this uh, soundtrack more so than Guardians 2. I feel like there's just like a lot of interesting choices of song for very specific scenarios and certain choices again I just didn't expect but they work for me in the best possible way. So now we come to the conclusion. Overall Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was just a blast. I felt so happy knowing that this film was well executed to the point that I had hoped for and in some ways it exceeded my expectations. and. The cool thing about this film is that, yeah, you don't have to have watched any of the other Marvel films that were released recently. It's so singular that you can literally just jump in. And as long as you've seen the events of Infinity War and Endgame alongside like Guardians of the Galaxy Volumes 1 and 2, then you're fine. You'll have a good time with this. I will say that there are some minor details in the Christmas special that will help bridge the gap of a few minor details here and there, but again, it's not required viewing. Again, unlike the other MCU films that have started to become a little too interconnected to the point where you cannot enjoy certain things on a solo basis, you can watch this and mostly still have a good ass time, devoid of any of the marriage to the larger MCU, and that was one of the things that this film excelled at. It made me feel, it made me laugh, it made me have all the good emotions. And I just want to thank James Gunn for producing this and giving us one last hurrah before he moved over to DC. I really hope that he can turn the tide for Warner Brothers and DC and give us some damn good content because good lord do they need it. Anyway, 
Now I turn it over to you, ladies and gentlemen. Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? And if so, what do you think? Do you like it more or less than what's come before? I would say personally, Guardians 1 is still my favorite, but this is a high number two of my list. But yeah, feel free to share your thoughts in the comment section below or holler at me where I'm at Hypersonic 55 or at FilmFocus 55. Check out the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and other places where podcasts can be found. And yeah, that'll do it for another episode of Film Focus. Thank you for listening as always. And until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace. Thank you.